Hello and welcome to Frontline, bringing you all the latest tech updates right here from Beijing. I'm your host Sam Duckett. Coming up on today's show, I will be telling you everything you need to know about the Xiaomi TV3. Our reporter Joel Jingnan will also be taking an in-depth look at a smart mirror that can measure a woman's bra size. And Mark Griffiths will be joining me for the Wild Web discussion. And today we will be talking about mobile security and a big court case taking part in the United States. Now to kick off today's show. On the 19th of October 2015, Chinese technology firm Xiaomi announced their third-generation smart television. The announcement was made in Beijing by Xiaomi CEO Lei Zhen. In the past two years, we've made two generations of products with three different models. One was 40 inches, the second model was 46 to 49 inches, and the last one was 55 inches. After working on televisions for two years, a lot of our fans have asked if we could make a bigger television. This time, the Xiaomi Television 3 will be 60 inches. The Xiaomi Television 3 is the largest model they have produced to date. It offers 4K video quality and makes use of MEMC 6M60 picture processing units to offer crisp resolution. The sound quality for Xiaomi's new television has also been improved. The television stereo system is now 60% bigger than on previous models. The sound ranges from 60 hertz to 22 gigahertz, offering precision sound quality regardless of pitch. During the conference, Leijun touched upon the major costs of producing a television. Seventy percent of a television's production costs are in the screen, and the screen can be used for about ten years. The processing unit for TV can be used for about three years before it's outdated. So if you put these two together, you buy a big TV, and then it's outdated after two years. At this point, should you buy a new TV? A lot of netizens have asked me this question on Weibo. I think it's important to solve this problem. So, if you separate the screen and the processing unit, you have the freedom to upgrade what you want when you want. Xiaomi has made the bold move to sell the processing unit of their latest television separately, where it can be connected to an ordinary television. This novel idea could become the business model for most major TV producers in the years to come. It has essentially solved the dilemma of televisions drifting from a once-in-a-decade purchase to a smartphone-like yearly investment. The processing unit, which is attached horizontally across the bottom of the Xiaomi Television 3, supports two USB ports and three HDMI ports. Xiaomi has shown an understanding of expanding consumer patterns and demand for third-party peripherals such as gaming consoles, laptop streaming, and Blu-ray disc players in China. Legend demonstrates the quality of the advanced audio not just by playing music, but by demonstrating the popular next-generation video game Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare on their television, and he even used the television stereo system to project his own voice during the conference. I believe that in the whole world, we are the first company to use a home entertainment system to project the sound for our press conference. Also, with gaming equipment like the Xbox, it offers great audio effects. I have invited my colleague to demonstrate for you.
Xiaomi also announced that they will be releasing independent video games for their television. However, the processing speeds will not be able to match that of Sony and Microsoft. Many of Xiaomi's television games will be operated using motion sensors, which will be powered by their new Mi remote control. Lei Jun was excited to show the live audience this optional extra peripheral. We also support our Bluetooth, voice, and motion sensing remote control. It looks like our old remote control, but it has a lot of new strong features. Xiaomi's new remote control uses a voice function to control and dictate commands to the television. The motion sensing games also use the Xiaomi remote control, which adopts motion sensing gaming in a similar manner to the Nintendo Wii. The idea may not be original, but it will offer fun games the whole family can enjoy. The peripheral will be priced at 99 yuan. On top of the new specs for Xiaomi's latest television, the company has also made a concerted effort to make their latest home appliance look visually appealing. The new television is only 11.9 millimeters thick. It boasts a shiny gold aluminium rim, and the company has also introduced the Mixian cable. Xiaomi's latest cable combines the power and signal cables into one. This gesture shows how Xiaomi is bending towards Chinese consumer demand for not just a high-functioning device, but also an aesthetically pleasing home appliance. The complete Xiaomi Television 3 costs 6,999 yuan, and the processing unit and speaker can be purchased for 999 yuan. The Xiaomi Television 3 hits the Chinese market on the 3rd of November 2015. Frontline, bringing you the leading edge in technology. Hello, and welcome back to Frontline. Facebook has launched a website that provides resources for people who are interested in programming. The website called Tech Prep suggests gadgets and services based on the age and skill set of the user. Facebook are hoping to spark a bigger interest in science and technology among the general public. The website is still at an early stage. But it may turn a lot of people onto a career in programming which they had not previously considered. Facebook has articulated how they want a broad workforce of talented IT specialists in the future, and this is a small step towards helping them reach that goal. This move will also help a lot of people realize their potential of entering the IT field, which can seem otherwise very daunting to some people. Domino's Pizza has designed a new delivery van with an oven built into the back. The new van is called the DXP, which stands for Delivery Expert. Focused on pizza transportation, they have an outward-facing oven on the back. There is also a storage space which can hold up to 80 pizzas. The van has been fitted with an outward delivery light and a puddle light to ensure safety. 100 vehicles are currently being put together and are set to hit 25 cities in the United States over the next 90 days. Days, with a strong chance that a lot of major companies may leap on this, it could be the future for pizza delivery. It also means that customers will be guaranteed a piping hot pizza despite traffic congestion. A Hong Kong lingerie shop is using a high-tech scanning device inside a mirror to measure its customers' bra sizes. It can scan customers' bodies as they do a 360-degree twirl in front of the mirror, and the shop claims it is more accurate than measurements taken by hand. Now let's go to Zhou Jingnan for the details. The made-to-measure service at the high-end lingerie shop Rigby and Peller in Hong Kong has had a high-tech upgrade. 
It's a 3D scanning mirror that helps take accurate measurements of a client's bust. The 76-year-old British brand has recently installed the technology in its Hong Kong store, the first of its shops in Asia to feature the high-tech mirror. Six others are in use in Rigby and Peller shops in Europe. The 3D scanner takes 140 measurements as customers do a 360-degree turn, supplementing the tape measurements taken by an assistant. It then scans clients wearing selected bras to show which fits best. The aim is to combine the technology with the lingerie stylist's knowledge to reduce the time it takes to do accurate measuring. Lui Tong is the general manager of Private Shop Limited. The technology itself is actually looking at so many points, you know, 140 points of our body, and this information actually is precisely telling what is your size. So that would allow you to actually better understand. Okay, with this information, which we call the size ID, shape ID, that you will be able to determine this is your size. And we'll be able to also say you are this size with this brand. Placed inside a changing room, the scanner is a large screen that looks like a one-way mirror. Cameras are installed inside the mirror to take pictures. First, the lingerie stylist wraps a tape around a customer's torso just below their bust and notes down their strap measurement. Then the customer stands with their arms slightly away from their body and turns around slowly in a clockwise direction to allow the camera in the mirror to record 140 different points on their body. The data is then sent to the shop assistant's tablet computer, and an algorithm translates these numbers into a bra size. Customers can choose bras according to the measurements given. Then the stylist uses the mirror again to take pictures of customers in several different bras to narrow down the selection. Rigby and Peller customer Alicia Ma says the 3D mirror measures more accurately than a human with a tape. I think it fits better, because then、uh, for my particular、uh, experience, I I can never be sure, because.、Um, Over time, your body shape change, right?、And、with this, I think we need to measure it regularly to make sure that it fits. Because I I pay attention to what I wear inside, particularly, and so、uh, with this technology, I can be sure that what I'm wearing it's it's right, perfectly right for me. But there are privacy implications to collecting such personal data. The shop says all the digital images taken of customers are deleted after the scan. Measurements will only be kept in the company's database for future purchases if the customer gives their consent. Jean Tan, associate professor of the Institute of Textiles and Clothing at the Hong Kong Polytechnic University, says using new technology to enhance customer experience will become increasingly common. I do think that it will become more common because I think as、uh, customers are exposed to such service, and they know that the level of service can be so high, as in they could actually pinpoint exact things, so that they do not have to spend too much time perusing all the products and trying all the different products. I think they will start demanding the same level of service. 
She thinks high-end retailers will increasingly look to new technology like the 3D scanner to help them stand out from the crowd. That was Georgie now reporting. YouTube intends to launch a subscription service offering original, exclusive videos. The videos will include feature-length films starring high-profile vloggers. The service, which is to be called YouTube Red, will cost nine point nine nine US dollars a month and will have no advertisements. Some of YouTube's most popular names, including PewDiePie, Rostatif, and Lily Singh, will be involved in the project. The new service will offer loads of new, original content, but some YouTube Users may find it hard to come to grips to have to pay for a service, which they have come accustomed to enjoying for free. Disney is to launch its own subscription-based streaming service in the United Kingdom. The service will be called Disney Life, and many of the company's films, music, books, and television programs will be included. The company has stated that it will not feature any films from their Star Wars and Marvel franchises. The service will be priced at a monthly fee of nine pounds ninety-nine. The service by Disney has been designed to target Netflix users in the United Kingdom. The service has not been slated for a release outside of the UK, and British fans of Walt Disney Productions will now be able to stream their works directly from the source. Japanese car maker Toyota has been testing its automated self-drive car in real highway traffic in Tokyo. Called the Highway Teammate, it can safely get onto the motorway and change lanes without any human intervention. Now here's Lawliming with the details. Toyota's self-drive car on a test drive on the busy Tokyo highway shows off its sophisticated ability, merging onto the carriageway and changing lanes. The Japanese car maker has been testing its prototype called Highway Teammate for several years, but this is the first time the car has entered a motorway from a slip road and exited again without any human involvement. The car travels for about eight kilometers on the highway. The driver is sitting ready to intervene if necessary, but after pushing the button to activate self-driving mode, his hands remain away from the wheel. The prototype car is a modified Lexus GS and features equipment such as cameras, multiple sensors, and highly accurate road map data, which enables the car to evaluate traffic conditions, make decisions, and take whatever action is necessary by itself. The car can maintain or change lanes or maintain distances with the car in front, even in congested traffic, thanks to its intelligent system of sensors. Moritaka Yoshida is Toyota's senior managing officer. This car can handle almost every action a driver has to do on the highway without human intervention. We would like to aim for the commercialization of this technology by the time Tokyo hosts the Olympics in 2020. Toyota is not the only company that's been working on self-drive technologies. Other companies, such as Honda and Google, have also recently test-driven their own autonomous cars on the roads. Yoshida stresses that Toyota's new vehicle embodies the safety technology that is expected to play a key role in its future products. 
It's expected to contribute to improved safety on the road by reducing the number of casualties, to create a comfortable driving environment by reducing the traffic, and to provide freedom of mobility to all people, including the elderly and the disabled. The hands-free highway drive is getting closer to reality. However, Yoshida also admits that many things remain unresolved. At this point, the car can be autonomous only in certain places, such as highways in Tokyo, and under certain conditions where relatively few unpredictable things happen. Today's prototype showed that it could manage almost all the necessary maneuvers on the highway, but it's also a fact that it still can't function under certain difficult circumstances. We have to prepare for any sort of situation, so that's what we have to improve over the next five years. It also depends heavily on the accuracy of the roadmap data collected through cloud computers. In that sense, the improvement of the accuracy of such information, which Toyota depends on from an outside source and cannot fully control, is also essential for the realization of the technology. That was Law Liming reporting. Stay tuned because coming up next we'll have Mark Griffiths in the studio, and we're going to be talking about mobile phone security and a big court case that relates to this topic, which is happening right now in the United States. Stay tuned. That's coming up next. The Wild Web, breaking new ground in the world of technology. Now on China Drive, the Wild Web with Sam Duckett. Hey, Mark. Apple has said that the encrypted data on new iPhones can't be accessed, and that's even by the company themselves. Though the firm would, in theory, be able to help the police unlock older phones, the comments came in a briefing filed on Monday to a United States judge who asked for Apple's input in a case. Uh, according to Apple, 90% of its devices running iOS 8 or higher cannot be unlocked, and they have not been very helpful so far with this case. Mark, what do we think? Do we think this is Apple saying that they really can't help, or do you think it's a bit of a publicity stunt to show how safe and secure their phones are? I think probably it's the latter, and they're taking advantage of the situation because, I mean, if they created the lock, surely they have the key. I mean, that's my very simplistic way of looking at it. And um, or, or to put it more specifically, if they've created the algorithm that locks it, they know it. Exactly how to unlock it? I would have thought, don't they? I mean, it seems very unlikely to me that they wouldn't know how to unlock it. I'll say this about Apple: I had an iPhone that I lost about a year and a half ago. Oh, when my phone was picked up by someone else, they did just reset the phone. They weren't able to bypass my password, and they weren't able to access my information. I did have the phone reset, and the SIM card stopped. But I know for a fact that the phone was reset because I actually had a picture sent to my iOS account saying that the phone had been reset. So it does seem like the devices are pretty safe, but it's very hard for me to imagine that the company that are building the device and the software that it runs don't have a master key, if you will, to for situations like this when the information on an iPhone is needed for an important criminal case or. Yes, I tend not to believe it.、Um, the other thing was that the Justice Department's request was for older devices. That they, and this is, I think, this is a real case where the the police need to have this phone unlocked. But this was the statement that was issued, forcing Apple to extract data in this case, absent clear legal authority to do so. 
could threaten the trust between Apple and its customers, and subsequently tarnish the Apple brand. Well, that's what Apple said. But the the、uh, important sentence there is absent clear legal authority. So, in other words, it seems like it's just a request rather than a court order. So, again, I think they're cashing in on the publicity value of this, and I think if they can get the court order, and then they will unlock it. They didn't say they couldn't in that statement. At least they said that they, they, they wouldn't、um, if they didn't have clear legal authority. Well, let's look at the flip side of the argument, Mark. If Apple were able to easily unlock this phone and access the information in it for the purpose of this court case, do you think this would cause a rift between the Apple company and their customers? No. Do you think it would make people start to think, wait a second, it's that? Easy for Apple to access my data and my、mm. files, despite them being mine and them being private. No, I wouldn't think that at all. Because I mean, if you buy a car and you you lose your key, you know, you expect the car manufacturer to be able to help you supply you with a new key and open your car, don't you? So, I mean, I would think it was unprofessional if they couldn't get into it. It's actually a very good point. In another privacy conscientious step, Apple also recently removed more than 250 apps from the App Store, which use Chinese advertising software to extract personally identifiable information about the users. So we can see that Apple are trying their best to keep their stuff safe. I think the fact that they're taking these kind of steps to make sure that third-party app companies can't access your private information shows that they are demonstrating to their to their customers that. Yes, we can access your files if need be, but we are making sure that we are the only people that can do so, and third-party companies can't. I, I would say, as an Apple customer myself, I do get a, a a bit of a peace of mind from from knowing that. Yes, I agree with you.、Um, it's good that they're vigilant and they're weeding out these rogue apps、um, that are harvesting people's personal data. I don't think that's controversial at all. As I say, I think it would be controversial if they weren't, if they knew they were there and they weren't doing anything about it. So yeah, the I, fact that Apple、mm. are having to delete apps from the App Store and wait for them to be updated so they don't use、uh, dodgy advertising software does that make you feel a bit nervous at all? Though the idea that you could download an app that could have a fault. That could lead to a third-party company that you don't、yes. know about accessing your information. Would it make you think twice about <clears throat> downloading apps in the future? Well, I always feel very、uh, safe about downloading apps from the App Store because I know that not any you can't just put them on there without them being tested by Apple. I think I'm right in saying that. Yeah,、mm-hmm. they're very vigilant. Whereas with Android phones, for example,、um, there isn't that sort of security, is there?、Uh, as far as I understand it, from friends with Android phones, they can download from. Various websites, all kinds of apps that where there's no、uh, testing or vigilance. Well, this is a very interesting subject. It's very controversial. It's been going on since the beginning of the smartphone wars between Android and Apple. And the key argument for Android is is that we can download anything. So there are, there's a lot more functions and features you can get on an Android phone that you can't get on an Apple phone. But Apple's key defense has always been. Defense—the fact that they will defend you from third-party viruses and malware, and people extracting your information—and personally, for me, I I like to know that my information is safe, and I'm willing to sacrifice a certain level of function for that. If there's a certain app that I like that I can't get, mm, mm. it's not going to make me lose any sleep at night knowing that all the stuff that I have got is very safe. Yeah, I totally agree with you, a hundred percent. And that's where we have to leave it for this edition of the Wild Web. Thank you, Mark. That brings us to the end of this edition of the Wild Web. And remember, you can always find us on our website at cri at english dot cri dot com and get in touch with us and give us your opinions on mobile internet security. 
And with that, we come to the end of this edition of Frontline. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.